Welcome to the Political Beatdown. What's up, Brigade? This is Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. On this episode, Michael Cohen will give us an update on his latest meeting with the Manhattan District Attorney in the DA's criminal investigation into Donald Trump. The Brigade will hear first some exclusive information that Cohen has not yet told any other media outlets. And of course, we need to uh, be careful and cautious as since Michael Cohen is a witness in this case, you know, there's only a certain amount of information Cohen can reveal, but you will get some updates here first. Also, Donald Trump is clearly feeling the pressure. So we know this because for a lot of reasons, he's having a complete, complete breakdown everywhere. But on his social media platform, he's out there attacking Michael Cohen. He attacks Stormy Daniels. He's attacking the district attorney. He's attacking special counsel Jack Smith. He's basically attacking everybody. He also disgustingly, he posted like a, a nude video of Hunter Biden today. I, I kid you not. But Michael Cohen will respond right here on the political beatdown for the first time, his response to Donald Trump attacking him. We also got to talk about Tucker Carlson attacking our democracy. Tucker Carlson released selectively edited video footage from the 41,000 hours or so of Capitol building surveillance footage that he exclusively received from MAGA Republican Kevin McCarthy and how Tucker Carlson used that last night, and he'll be doing it again tonight, to spread despicable January 6th conspiracy theories that it was actually peaceful and we shouldn't believe our own eyes. And in a coordinated attack on our democracy last night, Donald Trump called for all January 6th terrorists to be, quote, freed. And finally, we got to talk a little bit about the CPAC or cult pack convention, low energy, small crowds, a total embarrassment for Donald Trump and the dying MAGA movement. Again, I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my co-host, Michael Cohen. Cohen, how are you doing? How are we doing, Brigaders? How are you doing there, Ben? Doing good. Let's get right into it, Cohen, because you've been you've been busy lately. I saw that you tweeted out your that you had your 19th meeting. I know what's been publicly reported, though, was last Friday was your 18th. So can you catch us up? Because I don't know if people caught that, but that was a little Easter egg right there that kind of went under the radar. Yeah. So I just literally just got back. I mean, not more than 15, 20 minutes ago uh, from the DA's office. Um, it was my 19th appearance that was there. One of the things as this case now is moving forward that I agreed is that up until potential grand jury and indictments, they would prefer that I kind of stay dark, not discuss it because, and as much as, again, I would love to share everything with each and every one of you, one of the things I don't want to do is to provide defense counsel any opportunities, any benefits in advance of knowing what it is that they're actually looking at, what they're talking to me about, and what's happening in the case. Uh, other than I will turn around and I'll throw out a little bit of a dangle here just to turn around and to let you know that many people, myself included, and you had all heard me, whether it was on the beatdown or whether it was on uh, my Maya Culpa podcast, you heard I've been somewhat. Um, critical of Alvin Bragg post the Mark Pomerantz uh, Carrie Dunn resignation a year ago. 
the more that I sit with this crew, with this team that's working now under Alvin Bragg, the more I am actually as impressed with their level of knowledge, their level of the law, and the way in which that they're posing questions for um, understanding and potential prosecution, the more I'm impressed with them as an overall group. And one of the things that a lot of people don't seem to fully understand is just how dangerous that Donald Trump and his sycophantic followers truly are. Uh, The fact that they have figured out how to manipulate the justice system for their benefit. Now, when I say manipulate the justice system, I'm not talking about ad infinitum forever. I'm talking about for a limited period of time to frustrate. And one of the big problems is we've seen throughout, literally since the Biden administration has taken over, is that there has been no accountability to Donald Trump or his true, true, true inner circle. Uh, You know, the outsiders uh, have managed to be held accountable, uh, especially you see in the January 6th uh, insurrection. But the real heads of the family, so to speak, have not been. And I think a lot of this is now beginning to change, not just in Alvin Bragg's case. We have the Tish James, our unsinkable attorney general here in New York. That case is moving forward. You may have also seen that they posted a um, motion whereby they're asking, I believe it's Judge Engeron, to delay the March 20th beginning of the voir dire for jury. Uh, That I don't believe is going to go anywhere. We have to wait to see how that happens. But basically, they want to delay for six months. And when asked why, the only answer that they can give is, well, we're just not really ready yet. Well, question becomes, well, what the fuck have all of you been doing for the course of the last, you know, two years? Um, I don't think that that's really a valid response to give to a judge. So I don't believe that case is going to get delayed. One of the things that I talk about all the time is why is it that Trump likes to delay all of this? Well, especially now that he has tasted what political power can do for you. Political power in this sense could potentially give Donald an out, a get out of jail free card, if by some chance that not only does he become the Republican nominee, but he manages to become the, hard to believe, the 47th president of the United States, to become president again, then it becomes very difficult within which to indict and prosecute a sitting president, as of course the Bill Barr memo had previously stated. So I ask all of you, my brigaders, to please, you know, give me a little slack, a little latitude on this, and I will not, I promise you, I will not disappoint. Well, you talk about how dangerous Donald Trump is, and as he feels more and more like the cornered rat that he is, I think that we should expect and prepare ourselves for him to ratchet it up. So at this cult pack convention over the weekend, which, by the way, very low energy, very small crowds, humiliating for Donald Trump. Uh, Don Jr. had to bribe people to attend this thing by prompt by by putting golden chocolate, fake golden chocolate bars under their seats and saying that you get the golden ticket to see Donald Trump. But anyway, 
one of the things that Donald Trump, as he ratchets up the rhetoric, is he's telling the insurrectionists, he's telling his cult followers, put me back in so I could be your retribution. I could be the person who gets them for you. Here, play this clip. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. Yeah, take those letters. But how stupid are these people when they start chanting USA, USA? No, that they should be chanting is USSR, 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 because that's what Donald Trump is trying to create. How stupid. First of all, Donald is justice. Donald is the worst weaponizer of the Department of Justice, the worst weaponizer of our government that this country has ever seen. I mean, this is a twice impeached moron. All right, who's now telling you he will be your retribution. You know, I spoke with Jim Acosta the other day. I was on his show on CNN. And one of the things that he said to me offline is, are you nervous? Because, look, Donald could potentially be the nominee. I don't think it's going to happen, but he could potentially be the nominee. And imagine if he won. Jim's comment to me is, what do you think happens to you? I said to Jim, same thing that's going to happen to you. He can't stand you either. So you're going to have somebody like a Vladimir Putin. Look, I want everybody to go ahead and remember or check this out on your Google. So I'm not making this shit up. There are a whole slew of oligarchs, Russian oligarchs. And over the course of the last year, I think something like 22 of them have managed to die in mysterious ways. One guy shot himself twice in the back of the head while his hands were tied behind his back. It was called a suicide. A whole group of them started flying out the windows. You know, they all, I guess, decided, you know, that, look, maybe they lost a billion of the 30, 40 billion that they have, and they got very depressed because they wouldn't be able to, I don't know, buy what, right? I mean, now they have 39 instead of 40 billion. So they start jumping out of, you know, hospital windows, 10 story windows. You can't make this shit up, folks. This stuff really happened. Donald wants to be that autocrat and he's going to be the ultimate determiner of justice, of retribution. I mean, this is a mentally unstable individual who sees himself as something more than just a man. He sees himself as something more than just a potential presidential candidate or the former president. This is a guy who, despite losing the election, will still continue to tell you that he won and make sure that everybody at Mar-a-Lardo, as he walks around, is still calling him Mr. President. I mean, it is absolutely 
insane. He's walking around still wearing every outfit that the guy, look for yourself, every outfit that the guy wears has a presidential seal on it. I mean, are you that fucking immature that the only thing that you could possibly wear are clothes that have presidential seals on it? Do you see former President Obama doing that or Bush or Clinton or Jimmy Carter? Could you imagine Jimmy Carter has, you know, pillows right now while he's in his hospice? God, you know, and I hope he gets his, I just hope he, you know, gets well. Um, I mean, could you imagine if he's sleeping on bed sheets that have the presidential sign on it? That's Donald. I mean, everything. He's walking around. Every single thing that he has has the presidential seal on it. He's not the president. You were. I mean, what an amazing thing to imagine that someone as stupid as Donald could be the president and someone is incompetent, but he was, and we'll all acknowledge that for all time, Number he will be number 45. But at the end of the day, who the fuck wants him as number 47, especially the guy in, as I said to Jim Acosta, you're not the only one on that enemies list. That enemies list is going to be a half a mile long, and I promise you, I really, I promise you, you're going to start seeing crazy shit happening. and. You know, he's continuing to goad his supporters into doing stupid shit like he did with January 6th. This is really, I mean, we have never been in a more precarious situation in America than we are today with this guy. It's just, it's just a fact. You mentioned President Jimmy Carter, and I, I hope he's at peace, but I know Me he's too. at peace. I know that he is, uh, despite being in hospice care, despite his family saying that these are likely his his final days. He is surrounded by family. He is surrounded by loved ones. He spent his time following the presidency, helping out people and trying to make the world a better place while Donald Trump does the exact opposite. So we played that clip from the cult pack of Donald Trump, Donald Trump or Trump saying that I am your retribution. Um, one of the things about MAGA is it combines fascism with also a very kind of weirdness. And so you you see in Donald Trump's mind this malignant narcissism also show what a kind of scared, weak traitor he is at the same time. And he wears that pathology on his sleeves because in one breath when he goes, I am your retribution, in the next breath he goes, I, I, I don't even know what a subpoena is. I've never heard these words. Ben, ben how are we, Ben, can you just tell me please, Ben, how are we not a free nation? Now, we may not be happy with a lot of shit that's going on, like this weaponization um, committee, um, but we are a free nation. I mean, what if we're not a free nation, then what are we? And then you have these fools. And yes, you're right. You know, one of the things that I was saying also to Jim Acosta is when we were there going back several years ago, um, you know, the place was jam-packed. I mean, that room was standing room only, shoulder to shoulder. There were so many people there. The last time when I was there, there were so many people that they actually had what's called an overflow room that had uh, a simulcast on television sets for people to watch it live uh, in a different ballroom that was connected but not attached. I mean, here, if you see what's going on, you see that about 40% of the room is completely empty and that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of seats that are just not filled. Um, this just goes to show you the fact that 
His popularity is actually waning. And that's something that we as a brigade, I talk about this on every single show, how important we are to this process, more important than you could possibly imagine. Because the more our voices are heard, the more people start saying and scratching their heads, eh, maybe there is a better alternative, right? Or if Don Jr., maybe there is a better alternative. I mean, I don't understand these thing emotions of what he's doing or, or Kimberly Gargoyle coming out there dancing like she was looking for the pole. I mean, it's uh, it reminded me of like a, like a, a gentleman's club, right? Next up. Kimberly Gargoyle, Kimberly Gargoyle to center stage as she's doing the dance. Do any Republicans even know how to dance? You ever see Donald's dance? Those are the best. I mean, it's beyond, it's incredible. None of them know how to dance. I mean, Kimberly Gargoyle coming out, who does that at a political convention coming out dancing? And the, the whole thing to me just makes absolutely no sense. But we as the brigade, it is so important that we keep pushing this political beatdown agenda. We keep pushing an American democracy agenda because if we allow the people like Donald Trump or the folks, these assholes that are surrounding him, whether it's, you know, um, who is that? Mike Pompeo. Did you hear his stupid speech? They're all sitting there talking as if we're not a free nation, that we're under some sort of authoritarian rule. Well, that's what Donald wants. The whole thing to me just doesn't make any sense. Why did these people keep screaming USA, USA, right? Why not turn around and say, well, you know what? Um, at the end of the day, women should have no reproductive rights. Women shouldn't be allowed to drive. I mean, voting, not only should women not be allowed to vote, but black and brown, they shouldn't be allowed to vote either. And, um, you know, let's take away, you know, uh, healthcare and let's, who knows what it is that they want to do? Nobody. And the reason that we don't know is because even Trump during his presidency, I bet nobody here can turn around and say, what policy did Donald Trump actually create? Now, we know that he tore stuff down, like the FDA, he turned around the EPA, he tore all this stuff down. And never to rebuild it, he wanted to tear down the Affordable Care Act, the OCA, didn't happen because there were too many Americans that were on, you know, Obamacare. So what does he do? He tries to, Donald tries to tear things down, immigration, right? Instead of building it. That's why to have him as a leader, could you imagine four or God forbid, eight more years? It's why I keep saying, make sure that you're constantly following political beatdown. Check out this YouTube of Midas Touch so that you know what we're doing, where we're going. Um, what's happening in you know our side so that we can share all the inside info with our brigade um maya culpa listen to that follow us on you know social media twitter instagram tiktok wherever you get it we're on there and we're on there so that our voices and i try to speak for the our collective our collective brigade it's so important to just stay in touch and make sure that our voices do not get drowned out by the bots and the bullshit that's going on on that right side. I want to unpack a few things there. First, you said, what is Donald Trump's uh, conception of his platform? What, what's his what does he mean by freedom? Um, what does Ron DeSantis mean by freedom? And I'm reminded of the beginning of George Orwell's 1984, uh, the words that are presented as the official motto of the nation of Oceania, right? War is peace. Freedom is slavery. 
ignorance is strength. And by the way, I think Orwell cannot have predicted the complete amount of gaslighting that exists within the MAGA movement. But for them, freedom is slavery. For them, for MAGA Republicans, the same way that you know ISIS looked at Raqqa as when they took it over, as that's what their paradise was. Frankly, the MAGA Republicans view a world that looks like that as as the world that that they're frankly looking for. And going back to this other point, though, you mentioned Kimberly Guilfoyle dancing. I I, 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 I apologize for this, but this is her Gargoyle. dancing at the event. Play the clip. So that's real, um, number one. And, but number two, you know, he, here's the thing. And I, I did a video. Kimberly Gargoyle, Gargoyle to center yeah. stage. Kimberly Gargoyle to center stage. It's a two for one dance, man. It's a two for one dance to all our political beatdown brigaders. And I said, look, I feel bad. I feel yeah, bad. Not me. But, and, and then I said, no, I don't. So I, I was so torn because, look, here she is dancing during the insurrection um, while our democracy is under attack. Play this clip. I, I can't when you think about that video right there, January 6th, our Capitol buildings under attack. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans have unleashed a brutal insurrection and she's dancing like that. By the way, I've read from her deposition transcript before the January 6th committee. It's one of the most insane reads in the world where she talks about, oh, we love the YMCA. And so Don was like, hey, hey, babes, hey, babes, you got to do that dance for us right now. I'm like, okay, the question is, what were you watching during the insurrection? What did you observe? And she's talking about the YMCA. She's talking about her dance moves and Don calling her babes or whatever. And I'm like, what in the world am I reading right now? And then finally, I do want to show this video clip, though. This is from the cult pack convention, though, where Donald Trump now claims, what are these words? Subpoena? Grand jury? I've never, I've never heard of these words before. Here, play this clip. People said to me, are you sure you want to do it, sir? I said, oh, this will be so amazing. What the hell did you get me into? I didn't know the word subpoena. I didn't know the word grand jury, those words, grand jury. I didn't know that they want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong. I didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job. I didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years. Think about that language that he uses there, lynching. I'm going to show you some other uh, statements he's made in a second, including a statement he made about you, where he says that these prosecutors are torturing uh, my supporters. They're torturing us. They're throwing them in front of grand juries to testify. When you see a clip like that, though, what do you think, Cohen? Look, I'm so nauseated by the whole thing. You have to remember, you know, I, I mean, I spent an enormous amount of time, for example, with Don Jr. And as I watch these ridiculous um, tweets that he has of videos talking about, you know, um, 
My father did a really great thing, and I'm always here. And I'm saying to myself, holy <laughs> crap, you know, you've got to, right? Could you, could you imagine? And my girlfriend, Kimberly Gargoyle, is absolutely <laughs> a great dancer. And, she, and, you know, it's funny because there was somebody on Instagram that turned around and tried to teach Don Jr. how to do oh, air yeah. quotes, right? It's really the whole thing. If this wasn't real, it would be the greatest Saturday Night Live skit ever but the problem is it is real and it's scary and these people have a fucking platform and they've even the fact that the cpac was less than 60 percent of occupancy in years past there's still a platform this fucking moron this narcissistic sociopath still has a grip of like 28 percent of the republican party can that many people be that stupid? Can they be this gullible? Now they're showing gold coins, right? So, you know, spend X amount of dollars and Donald Trump will send you a fake gold coin. Oh, great. Now I can show all my friends my fake gold coin that I paid $100 for. I mean, it is one big giant fucking grift. And the only person that benefits from the grift is Donald. People have to also start to read the fine print in his Make America Pack, whatever the hell he calls that thing, he gets to use at his own discretion, which means it's for his pocket, 90% of every dollar that comes in. And you may say, no, come on, Michael, stop that shit. It's not true. And I'm saying, yes, it is. Look it up. It's absolutely true. You get nine. He gets to without any, it's totally his discretion. 90% of every dollar that comes in belongs to Donald's pocket. This is the fucking greatest grift which is always what he was doing. He didn't want to be president. This was supposed to be the greatest infomercial in the history right, of U.S. politics. Now he's turning this platform into the greatest grift in U.S. in U.S. history. He's making so much more money on this than he even did with The Apprentice, which was probably his most successful platform ever. Cohen, can you do your Don Jr. impression one more time? Hello, Kimberly. My girlfriend, Kimberly, is a great dancer. And my father says, and you sit there and you're like, no, no, she's not a great dancer. And she looks like a fool. But, you know, without making too much fun here, you're right. During the worst time in America, I mean, when was the last time that we saw an attack on the U.S. Capitol? This stupid asshole is dancing? Laughing, smiling. How could you possibly laugh and smile? I mean, what was she? What was she doing? Laughing, smiling at nine eleven when the when the World Trade Center was coming down. What's so fucking funny about it? The answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing is funny about it. Nothing's funny about her going up there and screaming. The best is yet to come. Right? I mean, I don't understand what they're doing. You know. But as you know, what was his name? I think it was David Chappelle who had that. One episode with Charlie Murphy, you know, cocaine, it's a bitch. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I can say. I don't know what's happened to Don, and it actually saddens me. It really does, because this you, is knew like, you knew him. You knew him. You think? And, you know, and then to watch this deep dive off of, like, the high diving board into, you know, the dumpster of dog shit, of Donald dog shit, that's really where they all are. This is all about a grift, how much money that they could make off of it, how much they're going to get paid in order to do these speaking engagements. I'd like to know who's involved in this bullshit gold coin or any of the other garbage that he's now, you know, selling to these unsuspecting fools. 
So for this, those just joining now, you did break, I think, some big news at the outset of this episode of Political Beatdown exclusively here. We all knew about your 18th appearance before the Manhattan District Attorney in connection with its criminal investigation. Um, you told us about it here first on Political Beatdown before any other media knew about it. You told us about it here first last week. And now you've just told us that right before you started today's episode of Political Beatdown, that you were uh, you just left and came back from your 19th meeting with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. You explained to the brigade that as this process progresses, that you can't really get into much more detail than that at this point, but you expressed a great degree of confidence in the overall process. And I'll tell you, Donald Trump is attacking you directly. And so to the extent you can respond to this, um, again, this is why the political beatdown show is, I think, such an important uh, podcast, an important broadcast out there because we're not speculating on what does Michael Cohen think. We're not guessing or giving our commentary. You're here as the news is breaking. So let's just pull open this uh, this uh, post that he made about, you know, ostensibly about you. And this is what he says. He goes, racist George Soros backed D.A. Alvin Bragg is relying on the testimony of a convicted felon, disbarred lawyer with zero credibility, who was turned down numerous times by me when he asked for pardons on crimes he committed, having nothing to do with, quote, Trump. But the DA doesn't care about that, and he doesn't care about the violent and vicious crimes being committed in Manhattan, which are now at a record level. He only cares about, quote, getting Trump. And then there's another post where he calls Stormy Daniels horse face, and then he repeatedly calls her that uh, during the CPAC speech. But what's your reaction to that, to the extent you can react? Listen, what, what is there to react to? It's as stupid as he is. First of all, now all of a sudden, it's tr every single time that there's somebody that Donald doesn't like, what do they do? They call them a George Soros-backed candidate, right? Well, why? I mean, do you think that George Soros paid for Alvin Bragg's, you know, campaign run? What oh, about it's a way of saying else? the Jews control everything, and it's the it's a Jewish globalist. You know, it's, it's right. It goes back to the Middle Ages. What they're it's, doing. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just so stupid. George Soros. Because listen, there are things that George Soros does that are admirable, and there are many things that he does that. I don't particularly care for. But then you go on to the next sentence. Yes, I am a felon. I, I am a convicted felon. But Donald, here's the mistake that you keep making. What I ended up pleading guilty to, the true crimes, and I'm not talking about this bullshit with tax evasion. There was none. HELOC, there was none. All right. What I'm talking about is the crimes that I committed, which I, which I stated, uh, even at my sentencing, I did at the direction of and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. I'm not the one who took my, my miniature mushroom pecker, all right, and decided that I was going to go, you know, have an affair or I was going to have a sexual relationship with Stormy Daniels, right? Uh, I'm not the one that took the same mushroom pecker over there with Karen McDougal. Right? That's you, my friend. I didn't benefit anything from it. In fact, you know, I didn't even know either of these two women until ultimately the issue of them coming out to talk, you know, was was there. So suffice it to say, you want to call me? Yeah, 
In essence, I went to prison for your dirty deeds. And you know what? I'm not looking for you to go back. You know, some people write into the side notes here in the comments that this is all about Michael Cohen's revenge. No, it's not. And you've heard me say this before, but I have to say it again. I don't want to see Donald Trump indicted, prosecuted, or convicted because this is Michael Cohen's revenge, because I fundamentally disagree with the bulk of things that he says and the way that he says them. I want to see him indicted, prosecuted, and convicted for crimes that he committed, right? And trust me, they're there. We all know that they're there. For whatever reason, he's managed to so far escape liability, but he's not going to forever. No one is as lucky as that. Teflon Don is going to get his ass spanked, and it's not going to be in a fun way either for him. He's going to get it smashed by uh, Tish James. He's, I believe he's going to get it by the DA in New York. I believe he's going to get it by the DA in Georgia. And I do actually think that there's going to be some form of repercussion as it relates to the January 6th insurrection. The man is bad for America. He doesn't have American ideology. He doesn't believe in democracy or the Constitution. He wants an autocracy with he at the very helm. That's really what he wants. And I'll tell you something, too. I know that I'm definitely on that enemies list, as are so many other people. Probably you too, Ben. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be shocked to find Jared on that same list, to be honest with you. You know, the fact that, you know, they have both, Jared and Ivanka have both walked away. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I wouldn't be shocked to find that they were the part of the confidential informants that gave up all the information on the um, top secret documents. Jared will do anything, you know, for money. It's incredible, especially, you know, what, what he did with Saudi Arabia. I mean, the fact that he received $2 billion Allegedly, that's under investigation. Well, if that investigation doesn't proceed forward, we, the brigade, we all know that this guy's got to be a cooperator. No doubt in my mind. That's an interesting theory I want to explore. Jared Kushner, the cooperator, the source for Jack Smith, the source for the FBI. Let's talk about it. But first, let's take a quick commercial break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Lomi. Now, I've never been able to compost before. It was always too complicated, too much work, and frankly, I don't think I even knew if I was doing it right. Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with a push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs, and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week. My family, we're down from three bags per week to just one. And here's something cool. My wife, she recently started gardening and we've been able to use the scraps of dirt to help fill her garden. And since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel so great knowing that I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. I have a basically limitless supply of dirt from my garden. The other week I had my in-laws over for dinner and the food cleanup was a breeze. Plus, they think I'm super eco-conscious now. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com beat and use the promo code beat to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com beat. And use promo code BEAT at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. And now, back to the video.
You see, Cohen, it's a family business I here. Love we got it. Jordy I love doing it. the ad. Jordy. I love composting Jordy. That's great. He's eco-friendly. We love Jordy. He does good yeah. ad reads. So tell me about your theory on Kushner that we talked about before the break. It's a good one. So it, it Well, yeah, and it makes perfect sense if you think about it. I mean, how many people there out, you know, out here right now have a safe in their home, right? And if you do, it's not like all your friends know that you have a safe or your employees know that you have a safe. Who knows that you have a safe? Well, usually it's your kids, your, your spouse, and so on. It's your immediate inner circle and family. So the fact that they knew not just the, uh, that there was stuff in a safe, but on top of it, it was in a locked drawer, it was at the top drawer. And look, let me be very clear about this. Mara Lardo is, you know, there's like 100 rooms there. How did they know exactly where to go? How did they know exact location of these top secret documents that were actually were in more than one, you know, more than one place. And the answer is somebody with knowledge had to tell them. And that knowledge had to be so specific that the FBI got the warrant uh, executed. You know, they got, um, you know, to which is not an easy thing to do when it's especially a former president. And by the way, everybody on the press when they start saying, oh, you know, that they raided or they, you know, the FBI showed up at Donald Trump's home, I want to be very clear. It is not his home. It is a social club that people pay a lot of money to be social members of. So the fact that they knew exactly where these documents were leads me to believe it could only be somebody who's an insider. And how many insiders do you think are spending any real time over at Mar-a-Lardo other than family? All right. It's it's got to be less than a half dozen people. And to me, the fact that Jared Kushner has not been put in front of a grand jury himself um, for the two billion dollars to the Saudis, I would like to know what we as Americans gave, what we lost as America to give to Saudi Arabia for Jared Kushner to get a two and 20 deal on $2 billion from the Saudis, when even the Saudi Investment Authority Finance Committee told Mohammed bin Salman, we can't give him this money. He's not qualified to run this money until MBS turned around and said, I don't give a shit, give it to him. Yeah, that's pretty tough. All right. I think MBS bragged about it. MBS said in real time, he said, I have Jared Kushner in my pocket. And he also said, Jared Kushner gave me the enemies list. And then he then executed people in Saudi Arabia who are American agents. And like he was talking about it publicly and bragging that he had Kushner in his pocket. I'll give you one, though, to add to your Kushner theory or perhaps an Ivanka theory. Um, So you may recall as well that New York Attorney General Letitia James got the injunctive order um, for a financial monitor over all of Trump's entities and over all of his adult children. However, there was a carve out deal that was given just to Ivanka to remove her from the injunction. So she's not governed by the financial monitor that's currently before uh, the New York, the Manhattan judge there that's overseeing that case. So there is that aspect. How did she get that deal? Because let's face it, New York Attorney General Letitia James isn't playing around. But before we get to, because I, I definitely want to talk well, about- Well, don't, Parker. please, you have, to add, you have to add to the fact that 
there was reporting, and I want people to Google this as well. You know, that's the one thing you're going to always get here on the beatdown. You get facts. There's no innuendo. There's no bullshit. There's no opinion. We give you facts. And if you Google it right now, and I want to make sure that I'm right about the money because I don't have the ability right now to Google it, but according to reports, Jared and Ivanka pulled down like close to $600 million over the four years that they were senior advisors to Donald, all right? That's a shit ton of money. And I'm curious to know from where, from where did they, 600 million? Well, I don't know. It, something, all I know is something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel it in my bones that something is definitely wrong here. Nobody pulls down while working as a senior advisor to the president, $600 million, unless you got a lot of monkey business going on. And the fact that they have not been indicted, that there's no legitimate investigation going on right now against Javanka um, for all of this bullshit leads me to believe. And again, this is my opinion now. Right. So I am going a little off script on no innuendo, but it is my opinion. It makes sense to me that they're being protected. You know, one of the things, too, it's always a gimmick. It's always a scam with Donald Trump. And, you know, and so whether it's Mexico is going to pay for it. One of the new ones that he does is if you elect me, we are going to build 10 Freedom cities, yes, the Republicans, the small government, we are going to take control of the government and have a competition and we are going to build 10 freedom cities. It's like you weren't even able to get an infrastructure plan done when it was supported by Democrats and Republicans. It had bipartisan support there. And one of the most weirdest gimmicks too, but I'll explain to you what I think the motivation is, is that he wants to give baby bonuses and, and all you lucky men out there, we're going to give you baby bonuses for having babies. And that's one of the things that he talks about. That's one of his new gimmicks, baby bonuses from the air. Play this clip. Challenge the governors of all 50 states, all 50 states to join me in a great beautification campaign. We will rename our schools and boulevards, not after communists, but after great American patriots. We will get rid of bad and ugly buildings and return to the magnificent classical style of Western civilization. We will support baby boomers and we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty. I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there. You're so lucky. You are so lucky, men. Yeah, you could you imagine? Could you imagine you're going to be attending the Roger Stone High School, the Paul Manafort College of Communication? I mean, could you imagine the shit that this guy's talking about? And he wants to talk about getting rid of ugly buildings. What? They're going to start tearing down all Trump towers? Uh, I mean, the whole thing is so ridiculous. How could you just say? And these idiots are fucking clapping for him. That all of a sudden, yay, yay, Donald said we're going to tear down, you know, buildings, and we're going, to, we're going to go ahead. And we're going to build American style. What's American style? What are you talking about? You don't have the right to tell people what design that they want to, to use. I mean, you know, because he doesn't like it. Oh, okay. We're going to use 
bronze and brass and ugly, you know, 1970s mirrors and chandeliers instead of, you know, instead of light fixtures. I mean, the whole thing is so ridiculous. And again, he's such a sexist, a misogynist that now he's rewarding men for what? For forcing women to have children? But, you know, the best of all of it, you want to talk about the greatest fucking lie that came out of Donald's mouth at this CPAC scenario? was when he turned around and he tried to convince the audience and he tried to convince wherever it was live streaming, whether it was Newsmax or OAN, definitely not Fox anymore. But one of the things he lied about, and it was the biggest lie, was that he completed the wall with Mexico. It's all done. It's all done. I lived up to my promise. I did what I had to do. And then you got Don in the background, and I am going ahead. And she's like, yay, with Kimberly Gargoyle. I mean, this is like a fucking skit that you just cannot make up. I, Saturday Night Live, if you're watching, and I hope you are, make the skit. I, I, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we are seeing it uh, kind of play out before our eyes in real time. You know, and when I think about what he's what the dog whistle is there, like why is he talking about the baby boom and all you lucky men out there? It is a dog whistle to the great replacement conspiracy theory that's out there that immigrants are replacing white people and that he wants to promote um, a, a a certain type of human being. You know, hey, ben, you know ben, white ben, by the people. way, does Salty, does Salty have that clip? I, I was so nauseated when watching that about Mexico, because let's not forget that um, Steve Bannon has a real issue where he stole money from Build the Wall that was supposed to be, um, you know, a 501c3 that he just decided to take it. Do we have that? And if not, I think we just all play the old one that you got. Came along and they just dismantled that. They wouldn't finish the wall. The wall was completed. The original section was completed. I said, let's do more. We did more. He could have had that finished in three weeks. There's one that he did here, too, though, where he talked yeah, about at the, yeah. the CPAC where he said, I built it. Yes. And Biden's hiding. He goes, Biden is hiding it from you. He's hiding the wall. I'm going to I'll find that clip and I'll pass it to you. You know Salt what happened? You know what happened is they found the technology from Wakanda and they've actually have it where it's so stealth that you can't even see it. But as you know, people tried to get past the border, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's it's a retracting field, an electrical retracting field. They just can't get through it. That's like what this guy is actually saying. It's that ludicrous, the nonsense that he's saying that we're, that President Biden and this administration are hiding his accomplishments so as to denigrate him. The fact of the matter is the only person that really denigrates Donald Trump, believe it or not, is Donald Trump every time he opens his mouth. I couldn't agree more with you. And when you think about the what he's saying and why it is that they kind of strung those things together, like classical architecture, you know, a baby boom, the style, like you just go back to Adolf Hitler's speeches. Like you think about the Nazi architecture that was promoted by Hitler and the Nazi regime from 1933 until 1945, right? With the neoclassicism and Albert Speer and the type of like Trump is kind of, you know, because Trump, we, we know from Ivana's initial book that he would sleep with Adolf Hitler literature. Like he's saying those things out loud um and i'm gonna get salty this i'm gonna get salty this clip right here yeah salty let me let me pull it up for you and post this one because this one is where he goes biden hit it i'm i just sent it to you salty in uh in, in our chat um 
We'll get that in one moment, but I do want to go and talk about it. It's important that we hit this on the show. What took place on Tucker Carlson last night and this setup by Kevin McCarthy, um, who as part of the deal he made to become speaker, the weakest speaker of the house, instead of trying to meet America in the center with normal people. And by the way, we know what a phony Kevin McCarthy is because we actually have the audio of him on January 6th. And the days after where he said, I'm going to tell Donald Trump he needs to resign and this is so embarrassing for us and this is awful for our democracy. Well, he exclusively gave 41,000 hours of footage. He gave that access to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, a propagandist, an election denier. Um, for, and, and, and here's the thing. Tucker says we know from the Dominion filings that Tucker was doing this just because he wanted money. He knows he's lying to people. He admits that he's playing an act here. It'd be one thing if Tucker was even like a foreign agent, right? Like you'd, you'd at least be like, okay, I, I, I get that you are fighting against us, but Tucker is doing this just for Tucker. He's destroying our democracy so he can have an extra private jet, an extra mansion at this point at the expense of our democracy. So yesterday evening, Tucker spread the conspiracy that we all thought he was going to do. He selectively takes portions from uh, the January 6th surveillance footage. He, so he selectively takes it and he shows it. And he basically, his point is, look, they want to tell you that January 6th was this violent event. But look, it, this is peaceful. Look at this eight seconds where an insurrectionist was not throwing his feces on the wall. Look, he's eating a sandwich. You see, everybody, this is just a conspiracy theory by Democrats. I mean, that's the filth that he's doing. Let's talk a little bit more about Tucker. But first, we found the clip from the cult pack convention where Donald Trump actually says that Biden is hiding the wall. It's, it's, it's being hidden. Play this clip. The wall was sitting there waiting to be installed. The easiest part and Biden, they took it away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use it. Texas and Arizona said, could we use that wall? We'll finish it right up. And they said no. And they actually took it away and they hid it. They put it in a hiding area, which, of course, was revealed pretty quickly. All you have to do is send a couple of helicopters up. But they wouldn't let them use it. Under my leadership, we will seal it up and expand that wall so we have total control. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. By, by the way, you know, the thing about Tucker Carlson that really makes um, or should make a lot of people very, very angry is he legitimately he doesn't even need the Fox money in order to buy another mansion or whatever else that he wants. I don't know if you know this, but I think his family is actually Swanson uh, or at least they were Swanson. So this this kid comes from real money. The fact that he has this as, you know, um, a safety net and then to continue with the lies and the promotion in order to engorge himself with even more. It just goes to show you the lack of character that he has and the fact that you had McCarthy give 40,000 hours to only, only Fox and only Tucker Carlson as opposed to making it available to everyone, which it should be. If you're going to release it, release it to everyone. And then you have Don Jr. Because, of course, what are they doing? They're splicing parts where... There's nobody in the hallways, and they're now doing ads saying, this is the insurrection of January 6th. You could only imagine how scared our elected officials should be, and there's like one person walking down the hallway 
or you see the one uh, a couple of people walking with one of the police officers and the police officer is not arresting anybody well why how or why could he actually do something he's by himself and then there's a whole group and the big fear is that if in fact he starts you know to try to arrest somebody they'll end up all jumping him and there's 10,000 of them Outside, this was really no joke, and the fact that they're spreading these lies—if—if um, if I was a member of the D.C. police or the Maryland police or anybody else, you know, um, that law enforcement—I would be so angry. As an American, I just want to say I'm angry at the fact that McCarthy gave it to Tucker Carlson, and the fact that they are splicing it and that they're making these misinformed, disinformed, malinformed. Um, advertisements using that footage um it, and it's, it's against it's, it's you know so it's wrong. over the objections of the capitol police because the capitol police says you are going to place police officers lives members of congress kevin mccarthy your life will be placed in danger by what you are doing vet it through us let us do what we did with the january 6th committee where we vetted the material and we were very careful we didn't want them turning over a lot of stuff even where it was of like the rotunda even where it was done publicly but kevin mccarthy didn't even tell the capitol police didn't even tell the department of justice just gave access to tucker carlson you know what one way to think about what they're doing with the splicing would be like imagine on 9 11 there's footage from inside uh, the airports and there is a clip of muhammad atta or one of the terrorists eating a sandwich before they get on the plane so tucker carlson does the equivalent of taking the footage of someone eating the sandwich and saying you see they were just eating a sandwich right there. Like that, that, that didn't look violent to you. And that's exactly what he's doing. And, and, and here, we'll, I'll give you examples of it. So here's a clip um, of, it says 40 seconds between these two clips where first you'll see uh, the, the shaman, the, the, the QAnon shaman and all these people like breaking through. And then the point that Tucker makes is, how do these people get in? And he shows a clip 40 seconds later and if you just watch the video, it's like, we see it. He, he, here's how they got in. Here, pl play this clip. A few at the front of the herd broke windows. Someone opened the doors and many hundreds of others just walked in. To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened. There is, we see, they're breaking in. And by the way, that individual pled guilty pled guilty. He said what happened. We have the transcript of them pleading guilty. Here's another one of Tucker saying, look, they're taking cheerful selfies and they're smiling. These people aren't destroying the Capitol. Here, play this clip. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are We saw the QAnon oh, shaman yes. come in in the previous clip where they banged down the door. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Colin, you know, I'll let you have the uh, look, word, uh, at you know, the end or, of the day. Yeah. It, it's why I refer to him as fucker Carlson. The fact that he could actually say those words while watching the video, knowing what happened, and then trying to change the minds. And sadly, there's a whole group of these maggots that believe every single thing that fucker Carlson says, and then showing the video just continues to brainwash you know, these brainless individuals. It is so sad to watch. I can throw up from him. I can throw up from this bullshit. Oh, yeah, look at the shaman. He's taking a nice selfie of himself. You know, the things that you've heard so far are not true. You know, I, I mean, it's just more lies and it's more conspiracy and it's more nonsense in order to make people distrust the government more than we already do and to distrust, you know, the obvious the Biden administration, everything was stolen, and it's Jewish space lasers changing the votes. I mean, the whole thing is just absolutely abhorrent, and it's detestable, and shame on Fox for even allowing Tucker Carlson to still have a show. Tucker should be gone, though. So should Hannity, Ingraham, every single one of them. It's time to rebuild, replace, and to go ahead and to put up real news, real information, not your bullshit lies and conspiracy theories that's what we're doing here each and every day at the midas touch network and here's what we're doing at the political beatdown. michael cohen thank you so much for breaking exclusive news here on the midas touch network on political beatdown i so enjoy hosting this with you want to tell everybody watching this make sure you subscribe Please. on audio wherever you get your audio podcast don't just watch it on youtube subscribe on audio make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you get your audio hey we're marching to one million subscribers here on political beatdown um and the midas touch network so hit the subscribe on our youtube channel right now it's free to subscribe hit the subscribe button check us out at patreon.com slash midas touch as well p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash midas touch get the best pro-democracy gear at store.midastouch.com, including the official Maya Culpa Mara Lardo show. Check out Cohen's other podcast, the Maya Culpa podcast. Check out the other podcast I do with my brothers, the Midas Touch podcast and the Legal AF podcast. And with all of that other stuff that we showed you, I want to close out this show by just showing you this incredible clip where President Biden met with the Firefighters Union. And here is what the head of the Firefighters Union just said to President Biden. Let's leave on a positive note. Play the clip. I can tell you I've listened to a lot of politicians talk. We hear things that are nice to hear, like we run in when others run out. You are the only person I've ever heard say that the only thing that makes firefighters safer is more firefighters. You get it. You get us. In just two years, you have clearly established yourself as the greatest president firefighters have ever had in this country. Thank you so much. You're making our very dangerous job as safe as it possibly can be, one leadership decision at a time, and we thank you. And we thank you. On a personal level, one of our IFF members' son, a naval officer, is caught up in the politics uh, in Japan, 
And we thank you for personally trying to help the Alconas family. Uh, we, we know that you're doing everything you can. We thank you. We love you. And we thank you for everything you've done for all of our IFF family. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.